Hey everybody, welcome to Quick Talk here on The Huddle, and I have Steve Schmidt with me. Steve, I think you're going to really enjoy getting to know. Steve is our CFO in Walmart e-commerce. But Steve's been the company, I guess, Steve, a few years now. You've, you've served in three different roles, the CEO, CFO of Walmart e-commerce. Before that, you're the CFO at Sam's Club, where we worked together the first time. And then you joined in Investor Relations, which is a really interesting field and fun, exciting. And, and I'm sure you learned a lot from that as well. But before that, um, Steve spent a number of years with Young Brands and then uh, UPS early in his career, which all leads back to the town of Louisville, Kentucky. So Steve from, from Louisville, a native of Louisville, why don't you talk to us first about what has grown up in, like growing up in Kentucky, and then we'll come back to the quarter you just had in, in e-commerce. Thanks, John. Look, it's it's been, uh, I really appreciate you having me. It's been a, over four years now here at Walmart, which time flies for sure. But but you're right, I was actually originally from Indianapolis, um, but Kentucky's home. Grew up in Louisville, went to high school in Louisville, big family, four brothers, two sisters, all growing up in Kentucky. So, there's, so Kentucky will always have a special place in my heart for sure. So stayed home, went to Went to University of Louisville. I think the plans growing up were, were to be a pilot, uh, but somehow I convinced myself to be an accountant, going into accounting instead, which is it's about as different as two things you could be. But uh, went and studied accounting, um, was really lucky. Um, always had jobs growing up. And fortunately for me, I, I started working for UPS really the second year of college. And so in, in some ways, I, I, I'd say I, I majored in UPS and minored in accounting because I worked so much through school. But uh, it was a great experience through Louisville. Um, always going to be home for sure. Well, I, I was I was going to add to the, the Louisville story. I remember very distinctly in Sam's one day, I was sitting at, at this uh, table where I work from, and I see Steve walking through the office with this big baseball bat that, that uh, said Louisville Slugger. And it's not every day you see your CFO walking through the office with a baseball bat. Uh, well, this, this is going to be interesting. And, I, and then I figured out what Steve was doing, because this is home, the Louisville Slugger, he was handing out to people as a, as a trophy, as a signal of recognition for people had, had done a great job, but uh, never will forget that. And it branded in my head, Steve Schmidt and Louisville stuck together forever. So one many question from, uh, from me where, where you grew up, but I'm sure growing up in, in that, uh, that part of Kentucky was a lot of fun. It's a great city. It's a beautiful place and a lot of businesses there, right? With, with UPS to begin with. And then, uh, and I'd love to hear you talk about your time at Yum as well. Yeah, the, uh, and actually at Yum Brands, uh, one of, a big part of the culture at Yum is recognition. And so I kind of stole what I really liked about Yum when I came to Walmart and created that recognition award, which is a Louisville Slugger. It's certainly personal for me because Louisville's home. And I think people get a kick out of it because I put their, their name on the bat. Uh, Louisville Slugger does a nice job engraving the bats. And we called it the Sam's Club Slugger when I was at Sam's Club. Now it's the Walmart U.S. e-commerce slugger, and so people have it, and it's really cool when you walk by their desks and see them display it. They're really proud of it. Um, I think a lot of times we underestimate just the power of recognition, and that's just kind of a personal touch for me. Um, but look, I, I worked at UPS for 13 years. You know, I started when my second year of college. Um, towards the end of college, I was working second shift full-time and, uh, and going to school full-time and studying on the weekends. But it was great because um, got to really kind of kickstart my career while I was in school, really for UPS and then fast forward the clock 13 years later and I'd probably had 10 jobs in 13 years. Probably like most people, you figured you're gonna retire there. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I had a, a friend of mine that convinced me to talk to some people at Yum Brands, which is also a Louisville based company. Um, and at that time I thought maybe from a personal <laughs> development standpoint, it'd be a better move for me to change. And, and so I made the tough decision to leave UPS and work for Yum Brands. And I'd say probably for two years, I actually felt guilty for leaving. I was just so loyal to the company. It's so good to me and 
gave me so many opportunities, paid for my school, paid for my grad school. Um, so I made the change to Yum Brands, started off working in finance, then had a job working really with the finance marketing mix, which was really cool. I got to learn a lot about marketing, television marketing. At that time, there really wasn't digital marketing. Then um, the power of marketing, building marketing calendars to op optimizing sales and profits. I um, did that for a while and then got an opportunity to move into operations. Uh, which was, was one of the biggest breaks I got in my career for a finance person to actually be trusted to run operations. And at that time, it, it was it's a very franchise business. So, so I was um, really looking after about 1,000 restaurants in 13 states, learned a ton about leadership, ton about people, ton about operations, and did that for a year and a half and then came back into finance to, to do the investor gig. So I wound up doing that, working in strategy and um, so, you know, before, before I knew it, it was a decade at Young Brands and then, and then I got a call from Walmart. So yeah, I got, I was really fortunate to work for two really good companies before coming to Walmart. So, yeah. Wild, wild variety from, uh, I want to be a pilot to being an accountant, to running basically docks at UPS at nighting schools and restaurants. <laughs> and, and here you are Well, you guys yeah. yesterday, uh, in the announcement or our release had a 97% growth rate for the quarter, which is fantastic. I, was telling Mark Lori last night, I, I feel like I should have bought something extra at maybe uh, just for the month and to try to help get to a hundred. A hundred would have been an easier number to save. We said we just doubled it, but you know, all joking aside, 97% is a fantastic result in quarter. And um, there's a lot of uh, people who, who are behind that number. So it doesn't, those things don't just happen, but love to hear about um, the quarter and, and uh, the way the P&L turned out. Yeah, really, really happy with the with the second quarter. Really, the first half of the year, but more importantly, how the model's evolving. You know, we talk about building really sustainable business, building a healthier business, and so far through the first half of the year, we're really happy with our progress. But the customers want it; they want to receive goods multiple ways. And one of the strengths of Walmart overall, the towering strengths of Walmart, is our ability to give product and serve our customers in ways that other companies can't. And so we're seeing the e-commerce business accelerate. We're seeing the stores business have a fantastic quarter. You know, I'm, it's always great to see Sam's Club have a great quarter. So the U.S. business has done really well, um, and uh, and we're strengthening our position, which uh, which to me, more than any quarter, I don't get too worked up in quarters. Quite frankly, I just look at how the business model is evolving, and I think it's evolving in a way that's that's getting stronger, and that that's what gives me gives me the most um, comfort. Yeah, I, I agree with you because it was a combination of of leverage and on any business when revenue grows if your fixed costs are relatively flat then the percentage of, of your sales that fixed costs represent goes down and when you double it then roughly that cuts it in half um our uh, what we call contributed profit rates are improving better mix uh, we're selling more home and apparel in addition to the growth in in the base categories and uh, our marketplace business is growing we've got a number of new sellers who've gotten on the side and having a great experience. So it's a combination of mixed sales and, and leverage, a really good way to get there. At times businesses can have good quarters or bad quarters because of what we refer to as one-time events, but but this was a this was a much more solid number all the way around and, and you and the team should be proud of it. Um, a few years ago, if we talked about e-commerce, we meant buying something at walmart.com and then having it shipped to you and that was the end of it. But today, you know, when we say e-commerce, it includes a lot more than just walmart.com and the direct to home business. Now there are a number of, of ways customers can buy, whether it's picking up in a store or having something shipped from a store, film a center, combination of both. But do you talk about the customer options and, and the complexity of what's in the background that you may not recognize if you're just, if you're just buying from uh, something from the company? Yeah, it's, it's, it's options, right? We, we give the customer lots of options. 
And, and in some, at some point, John, it's going to be difficult to determine what's e-commerce and what's not just because of how customers order, where they pick it up, where they get it. Um, the, our business model continues to evolve so much that we're making it so easy for customers to interact with us that it's just going to, the lines are going to continue to be blurred. But, but it's just options, and customers want options. If we don't give them to them, someone else will. And fortunately, uh, one, of the, one of the towering strengths of Walmart is to have the capital strength to be able to invest in, in ways to continue to improve, improve the customer experience. And so we're executing some businesses really well. We're learning a lot about others and learning as we go. And, and that's what's exciting about our business is we're going to take some swings. Some will work, some won't. Um, but we're continuing to put the customer at the center and evolve for the customer. Yeah, customers, I try, I try to break down things in three. And customers want to do one of three things, buy something, pick something up, or have it delivered. And, and behind that, all the different ways that that needs to happen, that's on us. We've got to figure it out, and we'll continue to innovate. But you know, there are some great innovations this year. Express delivery. Uh, just started a few months back, and that's going really well. It's in 2,000 stores, express delivery, and in most cases, you're getting the delivery in about an hour. We, we say under two, but most cases, about an hour. I've seen some uh, that have made it in 14 minutes from the time the customer ordered until it's at the door, where things are just timed perfectly. Um, so that's been an exciting innovation. Uh, we, we've taken our two applications, our grocery app and our, our, our blue app, our Walmart app, and combined them into one. A lot more work to do there. Uh, but those things are all, all good to see, and on, on behalf of the customer, hopefully over time, we'll see that things can become more and more simple, where you just decide, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to pick it up, or I'm going to have it delivered, and that's that's as much as they need to think about it. You know, it seems like some meetings were talking about it, and literally a month from that meeting, it's live, and it's starting to scale. And it's it's really impressive to see how fast we're moving in a lot of those initiatives. Yeah, the, the customer market has changed, the speed at which customers is changing, and therefore we've got to stay at least at their pace or ahead of it, or, or it will, they'll leave us behind. So we've got to be really hungry and, and stay ahead of it. I was thinking about, um, Steve, um, time at Sam's Club, um, reflecting on uh, your, your, your stage presentation with Rob Gronkowski. Um, that was that was fun, but uh, I did enjoy seeing you uh, you there. And you're about the same size, you know, roughly. So, <laughs> <laughs> other than well, he's a foot taller than you. Um, but- yeah, that was great. That was great. I, I loved it. You know, I was I uh, I was preparing for the presentation and, and was probably a little naive that it I gave a finance presentation and uh, before I I got to interview Rob Gronkowski and. And I should have known that my presentation really was totally meaningless <laughs> because once once we called Rob on Rob Gronkowski on stage, everything else I'm sure was forgotten. But he was a great sport. Yeah, you know, it's sure. it's it's interesting in reading about him a little bit. He and I both have four brothers growing up, and and yeah, other than you know, and looking at the pictures on stage, it was it was it was pretty interesting to see the two of us next to each other for sure. Yeah, all uh, all about uh, perspective, but. Um... But um, what you've uh, what you've done this last couple of years has made a big difference. And one of the things I learned from you early when we were working together, you were still in IR and and I was in Sam's, is how to just make sure when you're communicating and, and you do this well, is just make sure there's a decent balance of of hope and reality. Um, you know, make sure that people know the things that teams are doing well, recognize people, people need recognition, and nobody comes in and does this all just for a paycheck? They're doing it because they want to make a difference. And it's important that people know that they did make a difference. And then the reality is there's always more to do. And in retail, it's a low transaction or high transaction and a low margin business. Um, so it's it's you know, mostly imperfect just the way it works out. And for us, we've got to get up every day and try to be what we did the day before and make sure that, that what we're doing is making a difference to the customer. But 
it was a uh, it was a good time at Sam's. Um, Sam's has had some momentum the last several years, and they've really picked it up this year. So, big congratulations to them. Yeah, you mentioned it, John. You know, in terms of recognition, we've got a lot of people making a difference. You know, I talk to my team all the time just in what we're doing in our part of the business, and and I've never seen people just making so much of an impact on the business in so quick amount of time. Great people. Um, recognize them as fun, right? That's that's one of the fun things that a leader gets to do. And, and you know, getting back to your, your point about communications is, especially when you're going through uh, difficult times, I've always thought, you know, be candid with people, which is the defined reality piece, and then give hope on how we get out of it and how we make the business stronger, how we make their job stronger. And, and the people today in our business are making such a difference. I see it every day. It's, it's really exciting to be part of a great team. Very good. And congratulations. Uh, it's showing in the results. And Steve, I appreciate what you're doing and the whole team. Thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.